It's time for another episode of Play Action Pass, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Like Friday, August 19, 2022, the Chicago Bears beat the Seahawks 27-11. Spoiler, Roberto hasn't seen it yet. To kick off week two of the preseason, we are your hosts. I'm Matt, Matt May FF on Twitter. Got Tony, as always, Light Take 7, and Rob, Team Bests 10. Happy Friday, gents. How are you both doing? It's fine until yeah. you just told me the score. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a terrible game. I mean, I, 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 it sounds like I'm the only one who watched it, so we can re- recap it in two seconds if you want. Um, awful. Not watching another preseason game. <laughs> Field started. It. it went. Justin Fields, Mooney came out. They were on the first drive, and Herbert. First drive only, they got a field goal, and then we didn't see him again from Chicago side. Um, they all caught, come out at a few targets, to be fair. So Fields looking at his way. We'll talk about him this show, I'm sure, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side, Gino played actually a whole half on his own without any other starters on the team. Travis Homer looked all right as the running back, but Gino actually looked pretty good. Some of his receivers dropped kind of big plays, but apart from that, wasn't worth watching. Um, I didn't even know the score, to be honest, until you told me. And I watched it. So, that's <laughs> it all. Well, there we go, Rob. We saved you some time there. You, you have, yeah, some precious time in my morning. Absolutely. And how are you doing, Rob? I'm not too bad, yeah. I'm glad it's Friday. Got a busy busy afternoon, but um, yeah, all good. All good. A busy afternoon. Working, that is. Work, oh, work. oh, you're still working, then, you? <laughs> yeah. Um. But you, you're making time for the Play Action Pass podcast, the regular that you are now. Love to see it. Um, and also, you can read the show notes. So uh, everything is going to be a surprise to Rob today. So uh, bear with him on uh, some of his answers because he'll be hearing the questions for the first time. Tony's going to be ahead of it. Um, but we'll kick off with news with a twist. Well, yeah, Tony, you might not be ahead of it. We'll see. Probably not. Uh, news with a twist. Um, kicking it off. So. Big, big uh, news, obviously, has been rumbled on for a long time, the, the Sean Watson uh, legal stuff. So to Sean Watson, um, now the agreement has, has come that what his game ban will be and what his, uh, his fine will be, which will be donated to charity for uh, his sexual misconduct claims. But what are we looking at for the... Uh, and we did try to figure this out. There was a lot of chat on what it might be, uh, what people thought it should be, especially when you look at what Calvin Ridley got um, for his gambling uh, offence. But what do we... Uh, the twist is, what did he get? We both know, or you both know. What was it? It was 11 and 5, is it? 11 and 5. 11 band 5, five mil. That's, what That's the one. And what do we think? Well, I don't, I don't think we really should comment on... <laughs> Whether we think it's good or not, I think I, I try to keep it on a on a on a, um, on a fantasy football level. But um, obviously, it's not it's not great for your dynasty teams. Um, and I guess it's probably we're having a discussion about redraft. But for me, if you're playing single quarterback redraft, then he's probably not draftable now at eleven. Uh, you know, eleven games. I think he misses a bye as well. So I think I heard it's he's actually the first game back is week thirteen at the Texans, which would be interesting. So. 
So yeah, for redraft, I think I would, you know, maybe you look at him week eight, week nine, but those roster spots and those bench spots are important in the redraft. I think we all, you know, have seen that over the years. You need to have your space to be able to manoeuvre when, you know, players go down or whatever. So, so yeah, so I, I wouldn't be taking him in redraft. Um, and, you know, if I got space later on, maybe week nine, week 10, he's probably worth having a look at. But I mean, I, you know, I don't want Tony reckons, but from the first couple of plays that he did, he didn't look sharp at all. So it might take him you know, the rest of the season just to be, just to be at, you know, back to a sort of any level. So yeah, I'd probably say he's a hard fade this year. And so, and, and the backfield, well, not the backfield, but the passes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing really to add, really. Uh, I agree, hands off on redraft. Uh, Dynasty, you know, you've got to assess your team, but you will come back for the key games towards the end. Obviously, if you're into the playoffs, um, he's going to help you. Uh, providing he gets up to speed quickly, I I got a feeling he's going to come back and actually light it up pretty quickly against his old team. So I he's going straight in the starting lineup week thirteen for me. I he didn't look great in preseason, but I think he had this cloud over his head. We're talking about two or three months. So he's obviously going to. I don't know if he can be. A, is he away from the team in training? I'm not sure. I don't know. Probably should yeah. be, but we'll see. Um, yeah, uh, he he'll be starting in most teams week thirteen onwards. I can imagine. Well, you won't be in the playoffs in any dynasty, so you aren't going to worry there about it, go. really. <laughs> got to get to the playoffs first, exactly. Yeah, there we go. Um, okay, so we talked about, uh, over the last couple of weeks, we talked about a, um, a veteran quarterback uh, who's um, going to be away for, uh, for the preseason. And now there's no definitive date for his return. Who's the quarterback we're talking about? Yeah, scary one, this, I think. So Tom Brady, I, 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 there's been speculation on what's going on. Some some people have said he's getting a divorce. Some people are saying, you know, it might be a, a family illness. I don't know what it is. But basically, um, uh, it's gone longer than they thought. So I think they were expecting him back maybe after seven or eight days and it's going into week two or three of preseason. He won't, he won't show up now. Obviously, one player snap preseason. We knew that anyway. Um, longer it goes on, the more I'm worried. I think Blaine Gabbert is not going to carry those receivers. So, in terms of a fancy uh, perspective, you know, we're looking at those receivers, thinking right, Brady's going to throw it around. If it is Gabbert, then significantly worried. Um, but the longer it goes, the more worried I am. Yeah, absolutely, Rob. Anything to add to that? No, I agree. I think, um, and and the backfield as well with Fournette. I think, uh, mm-hmm. I think he's probably going in the second round, but he's he's he'd drop a couple of rounds for me now, just because you know they're unlikely to get to the goal line as often and scoring opportunities. And he might not get the passing work if Brady's not there because Brady loves him. But if it's someone else, they might just work in uh, Richard White and um, and Gino, you know, Bernard. Absolutely. One to keep an eye on and obviously no definitive date is, uh, is never promising. Um, we'll keep you guys updated on that throughout our shows weekly. On the QB again, so uh, all three stories uh, QB related. Panthers expected to name their starting quarterback for week one. Who is it? Pick up. Jimmy G. Jimmy yeah. G coming in? No. no, no. <laughs> oh, see, Seahawks could do a Jimmy G. Yeah. Um, as expected, this one. Yeah, Baker Mayfield is expected to uh, be the week one starter. Does that get you guys excited? 
I, I thought Dano. I was, I was going to say I thought Dano looked better in the preseason game than Baker when, in week one. But you've seen enough of Daniels completely. Um, it should do. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't that bad with the Browns when he played last year, and if he did play with an injury, then even better if that's all healed. Um, you know, it, it probably helps McCaffrey slightly thinking about what Donald would do to that offense we saw last year. Robbie Anderson looks like they connected on a couple of deep balls deep, which is nice. Biggie actually did throw a, quite a nice deep ball if he decided to throw it early. It's the scrambling around and the deep balls that you struggled with. So if it's a set play and it's deep off, you know, as in the read is correct, then, then Robbie could uh, be all right as a late round flyer. But yeah, not a massive upgrade, let's be honest. Donald to Makefield, but it is a slight upgrade. I think McCaffrey's the one who makes the difference to it. I think if McCaffrey stays on the field, then they're they're just a better offense all round. I think yeah. even Dan, I think I don't know if he played much with Dan, but when he did, they look better. You know, they'll score points mm-hmm. with him on the on the field. So so yeah, all good news really, I think, if they can keep him healthy. Okay, nice. Well that wraps up the uh, the news of the twist. All quarterback related, and we're staying on the quarterback theme into question of the week. So redraft, who should be the next quarterback off the board? After Josh Allen, if we're accepting Josh Allen, goes as a QB one. Who's your next QB off the board? Tony will go to you first. Can we just before you say, are we is this four point for passing or six? Are we talking? Let's say six. Okay. Six week. Uh, six point. Um, oh, we don't play many six point, but yeah, go on. I'll no, we don't. I yeah, six point. I probably would go with Mahomes. But it'd be a conversation with another person. So I'll let Roberto go next. But I think in four point, I probably wouldn't go Mahomes. Because okay, let's, do, let's, do one for each, let's do a four point and a six point. Six point Mahomes. Four point would, for me would be Lamar Jackson. Um, for me, six point would be probably Herbert. And Justin Herbert, that is. And then um, for four points, <laughs> just in case anyone didn't know. Uh, and for four points, I would probably go. Oh, um, it's tricky. Uh, yeah, it's either Lamar or Kyler. I don't see, I don't think Kyler's going to rush that much. Something, I don't, I, he will because he does. He does. But can't he, see, can he? He has to run. I, yeah, yeah, run to see how get the way. Uh, but I think his rushing might come down, um, and I don't know why, but I just got that feeling. Whereas Lamar, we've seen it. You know, we've seen that top end, and I think the fact that he had not a great season last year, and the Ravens didn't do that well last year as well, might just tip over the edge. I think he's, if he's. If he's dropping the mind to that next bracket of quarterbacks with Kyler, he's at the top of that bracket for me. So, um, so deep though, and I think I don't, I don't think anyone, I think it's, it's just you, you know, yeah, you're, um, you'd be happy with any of the first, I don't know, six, seven names. I think this year, I think it's quite strong. It's only when it, you know, um, probably 12, 13 deep this year that I'd be comfortable with. So, but yeah, that's the, the answers. Yeah, nice, nice different answers as well. And Rob, you, you didn't get a heads up for that one. So uh, on the spot thinking. Sorry. We'll see what happens in the That's draft. an easy one. That's an easy question. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, let's get on to the main topic, which is my guys, um, is the general theme. So I'm looking for one, two, 
of your my guys at each position um, and a couple of reasons why. So um, last week, we obviously talked about players you were looking to avoid in the first five rounds. This is, I mean, you can frame this as just guys that you absolutely want to leave the draft with, or guys you just know are going to do well this season and you're trying to get your hands on. So starting at the quarterback position, as every topic has been, um, Tony, we'll come to you first. One or two my guys at quarterback. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. He's a my guy. Yeah. And it's not because he was great last year for whoever drafted him. Um, did you, did you win more, a championship last year? I did, yeah. Oh, but basically, it's because well, you're obviously going to pay, you're gonna pay, you're gonna pay <laughs> more for him this year. You're going to end up paying more for him this year. So the reason why he's a my guy is because, you know, I think you'll still return that value. Last year, obviously, was a bargain. Um, but this year, you're going to have to pay up. But four or six, I was thinking about your question earlier. It doesn't really matter to me. I think he's, he's upgrading the passing game with AJ Brown um, coming to town. I think his connections have got to, especially down the stretch, I had a good look at that recently. Um, I think that's going to continue. And obviously, Devonta Smith might get the second cornerback, corner um, which would be interesting to see. Last year, he was the number one. So I think they're all pointing in the right direction. Um, and I don't think he's going to stop running if in trouble. Um, the line's good at the Eagles anyway, which is another kind of benefit um, so yeah, Hertz is my guy, and I'll just throw in um, Daniel Jones late because I think you know he has got rushing upside, and I'm interested to see what Brian Dable does as the coach there coming over from the Bills. So there's two. Well, build on that. Um, well, I'll pick some couple of different ones. So I mean, we've talked about Lance enough now, but I'll say um, Russell Wilson probably um, someone that I'd be quite interested to get especially where he's going in the drafts um looks like the dog agrees um absolutely <laughs> he agrees um yeah i think just obviously he's never been able to you know to have his own i, I suppose run the offense the way he wants to and it by all accounts it seems as though he wants to pass it more he's always been a top quarterback i think his numbers you know he's this he's the sort of quarterback who has um you know hot you know good starts or um Flashes, I guess, in, in different parts of the season. But overall, he's always he's always right up there. And obviously now with certain duty, obviously they lost Patrick, but with the running backs as well and the tight ends they've got, um, you'd expect a more up-tempo offense. I think the line is tremendous compared to what you know what he's had at Seattle. Um, you know, especially if you watch that, I don't see last night's game, but I'm assuming their their line wasn't great again. So it's all up, you know, it's all up um all positive things for, for Wilson. So I think he's got a good chance to, um, and he, I know he doesn't rush as much anymore, but, um, but I think the touchdowns could certainly be, you know, 40 plus this year if everything goes right for him. So, so yeah, he's, he's a good one. And if you just want a quick late one, um, I'm going to go with uh, someone I haven't drafted myself a lot, you know, in doing mocks and things, but I'm going to try, I'm going to say Tua. Um, I think everyone loves Jalen Waddle. Um, and obviously now they've got Tyreek Hill. So if those if those are going what everyone in consensus is saying they're both going to be top wide receivers or top twenty four wide receivers then um, then Tua must be you know a good quarterback so he's going to finish twelve fourteen as a as a worse position so if you know if you've got a chance of getting him late I think um, he's worth he's worth a punt he won't scramble as much obviously as you know some like uh, Tony said with Daniel Jones but I think. Um, you know the yak, the yak for the wide receivers. You could probably get the yardage as opposed to the running. So I'll say Tua. 
nice. Yeah, and, and that's a good point actually on Tua because uh, you can if you if you believe those two receivers are going to finish top fifteen, then one can't be true without the other. Not going to up in your rankings. There's a lot of talk about that on Twitter at the moment. We'll move on to the running back position. Um, so same again, same question again. Tony, we'll go to you first. You can steal all the Rob's answers. Um, Guess all the layups, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he's been here longer. You know, that's right. Yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah. <laughs> I'll be amazed if he's got this one, but I'm going to go chase Edmonds. Oh, <laughs> you're yeah, right. I won't, have him. <laughs> I won't have him. <laughs> I think he is uh, my guy just because of the way I'm going to, or, or most likely draft. You know, in around that that range, you're going to be switching back towards running back, maybe towards. Uh, around seven or eight after you you hammer wide receivers so he's going to be a, a, a running back that i'm going to target probably um and i just like i just like the scheme that this that i've seen a couple of preseason games i've seen the highlights on the videos um at a training camp it is going to be outside zone running cut up the field like the old san francisco running game is you make one cut and you run as fast as you can. I think that is right up Chase Edmonds' street. So he's not he's not going to be the inside runner. He's not the power guy. I don't think, you know, I think actually that might be Sony Michelle. I'm not scared at all about Raheem, Raheem Mostert, although he has come over from San Francisco. If anything, it's just probably going to help out with a scheme um, <laughs> to, to, that Mike McDaniels bring with him. But Chase is going to be the guy there. And um, the line isn't great. If you're running outside zone, really, you, you don't have to be kind of, a, you know, it, the line's not great. We look at the pass protecting lines not great, but actually they might be quite agile and quite fast as they get to the edge. And that is all Chase's game. And he's the pass catcher. So Miles Gaskin, Salvan Ahmed, they'll all be released, or some of them will be released, obviously. They'll go, I think Michelle will make the team. I think if most Sturt's fit, you'll make the team. And that's great news for Chase, pass catching as well. Two will be able to dump it down as well, as Rebecca said, um, if the line is breaking down or good or good to chase. We're all in on the Dolphins this year, don't we? I don't know, but no, maybe. maybe. Oh, oh another one. Aaron yeah, Jones. Just chase I, skipped okay. I skipped over Aaron Jones because um, I've talked about him enough, but it's true for the start of the draft to be, or my guy at the start of the draft would be Aaron Jones, and my guy in the middle then chase him. So I don't talk about it too much. Yeah, yeah, he is rising in ADP. Rob. Um, well, I'll go the same sort of direction. I'll go with a later pick that I'm 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 really warming up to, and that's uh, Kenneth Gamewell, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I think there's a lot of talk about um Miles Sanders and whether he's if you listen to him himself, you know, say don't draft me. Um, you know, I don't take too much out of that. But I think by by all accounts, you know, he's He's injured again. Well, I know Gamewell's been injured as well, but I think I, I just worry about Sanders um, in the offense. I think it's going to be a lot better. I think we've already talked about Jalen Hurts earlier. Tony mentioned, you know, they got Brown coming in, they've got Goddard, they've got Devontae Smith. But I think he's going to get the, I think Gamewell's in line to get the passing down work. Um, and I mean, the coach came out with a t-shirt on, with him on, on a press conference. So again, you can make that what, what you do, but I think it's all good. I think he played well last year in, in, in parts. He had he had he seemed to be on the goal line on the third down. Um, he got a lot of the work for that. So if he can keep that job and he, he gets some of the rushing early and Sanders does struggle, I mean I don't want to say he gets injured and he gets the job, but if you know if he's struggling, then there's a chance that Gamewell could pay off, especially where his ADP is. I think he's 
must be close to double digits or you know at least nine round nine um so so yeah good value and, and some of that i'll be i'll be looking at and, and and certainly interested in this year and then the big you know if we go back to the earlier rounds um I'd probably still say Cam Akers because I still think people are fading on him. But again, we talked about him last week, so I won't, like, you know, like Jones, I won't talk too much about Akers. Nice. Yeah, Kenneth Gainwell, RB51. Oh, okay. So I don't know where Rain that's going, but that yeah. sounds double digit. 136 uh, off the board. So yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Um, nice, uh, nice as well to pick that late range and then uh, range as well. Um, moving on to the wide receiver position, then same again. You, you first. go first. Oh, we, we're changing the oh. depth chat. Rob, Rob just moves up in the depth chat. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say Jamal Chase and Justin Jefferson. <laughs> 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 um, I'd love to have those as my guys. Um, yeah. ooh, wide receiver. Um, go on, I'll, I'll go with him again. I'm going to say DJ Moore. Um, I think just on the value. He probably won't go where in our drafts or you know most people's drafts now. But round four, I think, is the average. I think we've just mentioned Baker is a slight upgrade. But if McCaffrey stays on the field, you know he's had 1150 yards for the last three seasons. It's just the touchdowns. If that can go up with Baker, then I think that's good value in round four. And I'm a believer in DJ Moore, um, the player. So, so yeah, I think DJ Moore would be someone that I will be if I go that route. I'll be looking at in the um, in the mid to early rounds as well as my number one and then um a flyer wide receiver someone like um let's try nico collins texans again i think brandon cooks will get most of the work um davis mills is likely to take a well you'd hope he takes a step forward i think the the coaching staff there you know are, are underrated i think they could be it could be um they could be okay um especially in the division they play in um there's you know chances for them to win so Nico Collins yeah all the signs in training camp that he's looking good he's got the physique to be an ex receiver um again it's it's a late shot I wouldn't I wouldn't be recommending someone take him in the first you know eight to nine rounds but in double digits again he's someone that I might um you know be trying to lead with with my drafts and wide receiver yeah, nice wide receiver eighty nine lovely pick um. Tony? Um, I'm going to say Juju Smith-Schuster. And I can't see how, if he's healthy, how he's going to fail where he is. Um, We're talking about a rookie that's come in to challenge him at the outside, and we're talking about MVS, who uh, struggles with drops, struggles with concentration. Um, Rodgers wasn't a massive fan of him, uh, I don't think. And now he's got to build rapport with Mahomes and he's a speedster. So I can't see how Juju's going to fail. Um, the other guy is obviously Hardman, who's already been carted off with injury. It doesn't look serious, but, you know, there's injuries there. Um, yeah, he's battling Kelsey and I think it's going to be a clear one-two option for Mahomes. So um, oh, that's a no-brainer for me where he's going. Any format, especially PPR, I would say. Um, and I think touchdowns will be there as well. So he's got the upside. So he's an easy my guy this year. Um, I'm gonna put KJ Osborne in there because I think he's on the field at a wide receiver three easily um, over Smith Marset and BC Johnson and all those other ones at Minnesota. So you're looking. I'm looking towards the end. Josh Palmer, Nico Collins has been mentioned. Um, KJ Osborne, uh, guys who are going to be on the field really as wide receiver threes on good offenses, which I think this is going to be. Um, and there's no 
saying that Thielen's going to stay fit all year. I don't think he has recently. So he could easily be the wide receiver too. And Irv Smith looks injured again and hasn't broken out yet. So there's no challenge really from the tight end position there, in my opinion. It's okay, Jasper. That's one great pick. Um, yeah, can't wait to uh, try and snipe you on some of these picks. This is the, not the whole him. reason I asked these questions. You're probably. not going to have him, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> is he going double digit? He's not going double digit. So is he KJ Osborne? He's probably. Yeah. yeah oh, he is, is, is he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Why do you see the 76? 76. That's mental. So that's lower than, lower than uh, Collins, then, is it? It's better yeah, than. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just in. He's number two and he's number three. So mm-hmm. interesting. I like Osborne a lot, but yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a tier of players Osborne um, is in amongst the flyers that are big buzz on Twitter. They're rising the ADP. That's the unfortunate thing about a lot of people talking. So you keep it to yourself next time, mate. All right. Um, <laughs> tight ends then. Same again. Rob, we'll go to you first again. Seems as you you stay and moved up in the depth chart. Um, um okay, so probably. It was going to be Irv Smith, but I think, uh, like Tony just mentioned, he has been struggling. I think he is, he's going to be fit for week one, I think I heard today or yesterday. Um, but I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Gerald Everett, I think, with the charges. I think with the tight ends, unless, I mean, everyone can say the top three or four. I think that's pretty obvious. But if you're looking deeper down the range and you're, you're drafting them late, you've got to look at good, good offences been on the field a lot with good quarterbacks and I think obviously you're not going to get much better than the Chargers of offense with Justin Herbert um, he's a good athlete he's never done it really I don't think you know everyone said he could have a good chance with uh, Russell Wilson at the, at the Seahawks but it didn't work out um, but I'm going to you know take one more go with him and um, you know it's a late round t- tight end I think he's somebody that um, I'll be looking to draft uh, as an option Um and then another one, just yeah, Dallas Goddard again. I'll just go back to him. I'm all Eagles today, but yeah, he's um, yeah. For, I think he, his his role is cemented, and if Hertz is taking a step forward, and you know from the first drive he did look good, I think he's going to get his target. So you know, if you're not drafting one of the top guys, he's someone that I'll be um I'll be looking at. But it'll again, it'll be dependent on um what round and ADP ends up falling before I uh, pull the trigger on him. Yes, Tony. Uh, Dalton Schultz will be um, someone I'll be keeping an eye on. I think they've had another injury at James Washington outside. Um, Talbot, again, I'm looking for really these rookies that people think they're going to come in and just command targets. I think that's um, unreasonable to assume straight away. So actually, if you look at Jamal Chase, you know the, the best rookie last year, how long he took um, to get accustomed to the league. Um, so, you know, a tight end who's going to be number one or number two in, in, in the quarterback's eyes. And, you know, maybe God, it's not that with Smith and AJ Brown now. Um, Schultz is, he's going to be him and CD Lamb, um, in my opinion. And then obviously along the same kind of lines being the number one or the number two in the eyes of the quarterback Cole Komet fits that quite nicely with him and Darnell Mooney so again there's no no challenge to any targets no one's going to be challenging him to the number two spot and this is what you need for tight, tight end breakouts you know looking at the Darren Waller uh, breakout even Kelsey Kittle when he was on his own really with targets you need you need someone who's going to be number one or number two on that offense and those two fit the bill Schultz and Komet 
yeah, some great players named there and some real popular names. And I think we're going to keep close on the ADP over the next couple of weeks. Uh, maybe some rises in that list. Moving on to the random draft then. Um, so oh, I feel like I hasn't heard this. He hasn't seen this question, has he? He has not seen this question, no. So Go to him first. I'm still offended <laughs> that last week, uh, Rob named that he thought my favourite chocolate bar would be a crunchy, which I, I think is officially the most boring chocolate bar. Says a lot. Uh, <laughs> what are you thinking, Rob? Um, I didn't but, know that. Mate. I, you obviously a connoisseur of chocolate. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, no, man, no, I hear it. I, I went I for could. a popular. I went for a popular choice. I thought crunchy was quite popular. I mean, my son has crunchies, so I thought, yeah, you know, you might back in the sixties <laughs> when you were when you were a child. Um, but yeah, so this week we're going. What is your one hundred and one pizza topping? There's a bit of bit of a couple of caveats put around this. We're not talking about sauce and cheese. That's already on your pizza. We're talking about what's the next, what's the first thing um, you're putting on as a topping for your pizza. Um, and it's nothing to do with the fact that uh, you boys are Italian. This is just part of the random selection of topics we're going to cover. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So, Rob, we'll go to you first. 101 pizza topping. And we know you're quite the pizza connoisseur with your pizza uh, oven, which I've heard uh, a lot well, about. Yeah. yeah I've been invited oven. to a pizza party, <laughs> but uh, I've heard a lot about the pizza oh. oven. And we'll have, we'll have a, maybe we'll have a, an NFL sort of pizza party or something, oh, pizza, some pizza, fantasy pizza, one, yeah. Um, oh, it's an easy one for me. It's got to be basil. Um, basil? Yeah, basil straight I, on the pizza. Basil on the pizza. You, I, I, there's just the taste. You can't, without basil, it just doesn't, uh, for me, it doesn't taste, uh, doesn't taste as good. So yeah, basil is an easy one. And then, you know, for, for number one, I don't know if I, I've stole Tony's, but maybe not. No, not I'm going to go. No, I I do like I do like um, you know playing uh, margarita if it's done properly. But in I I'm starting to starting to like putting artichokes on my pizza. Oh, and it's it's from it's a sleeper. Yeah, it's got to be. It's a bust, I think. (laughs) (laughs) But it's pretty nice, especially if uh, you know in Italy. I guess the the pizza of choice would be a margarita. But sometimes I do favour. Um, a bit of artichoke on top of it. Artichoke and basil. I did not try it. Have either of those been thrown out? So there we go. Yours is a what's your meat, meat feast from uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Domino's? Yeah, the classic a sponsor. Italian, the classic shape yeah. uh, <laughs> from Naples, the meat feast. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, well, as a vegan, um, as an occasional vegan, you know, I've had some vegan. I'd take both of your choices. But, uh, so yeah, but if it was it was back in the the meeting days, pepperoni, bit of pepperoni. Yeah, Roberto, I was surprised you didn't go that. His favorite pizza in Italy is Diablo with the. Yeah, not at all. I think I like the well, yeah, the the Nadunju sausage now. I think is uh, is yeah. taking a, a taking a step above that. But yeah, I, I obviously like the pepperoni as well. But yeah, basil, no, definitely number basil. one. Basil, basil, and basil. There you go, Yeri. Yes, this is why you listen to the podcast. You get those uh, a great bit of insight into the pizza toppings. Basil and Artichoke Pizza at Rob's next pizza party. Uh, well, we do a mock draft for the next episode. Um, okay, questions from Twitter, questions stolen from Twitter. This one might be a little bit outdated now. Um, but, uh, but FF by committee uh, asked the question um, Who would you rather draft out of these tight ends? So, Njoku, Komet, Gasicki. Tony, you've probably already given us your answer, but yeah, uh, check it out. I again. have. Call Komet, easy, out of that group. Call Comet, Rob. Same. Any advance on Call Comet? Yeah, pretty easy one. 
Um, what, what are we thinking about the city this year? Well, I'm out on Gasicki. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're in on Gasicki, Waddle, and let's go back to that. Who was number two? Should be top two. Should be We were stacking on stacks, and stacking is the way to go. I think they're gonna. I think he's gonna. I think they're gonna run it. They're gonna bring the 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 San Francisco scheme across, which is run first, which is why I like Chase, and then use Waddle, Tyreek, a little bit like Debo and IU, and I just don't know if there's. I don't. I I don't know if there's enough capacity to keep Kasigi afloat. To be honest, um. He's not Kittle, and they're using him in line, aren't they? To block yeah, that's what I mean. More. He's not an inline. They said he's not an inline no. tight end, so he's, he's, he's doesn't a doesn't fit the he doesn't fit the scheme. Yeah, so I, I mean, and then Joko, obviously, nobody just said about Watson. You can't can't rely on uh, Jacoby Brissett. Um, yeah, I'm I am higher on Joku. I think. Oh, no, I'm out. I think I I. Well, first of all, come playoff time, you know. I, you're not going to draft him for the playoffs. <laughs> no, but Brissett's got to throw it somewhere. They, they won't just run it. They won't be able to. Um, they'll be losing the ball more probably, you know, in their division. Um, I'm not sure who they play. There's any tasty op- opponents, but he's going to have to throw it to someone. So I, I can see Njoku getting power with targets. He's not going to throw it to Bell. Or definitely won't be throwing it long to DPJ. They won't have time. Brissett's not that kind of player, so it's got to go somewhere. I think but again, it's the same thing as I said earlier. If the tight end is one or two in the pecking order, PPR, not a bad check. So I like Njoku better than Kasiki all of a sudden. Probably hard to take. Oh, yeah, it is. We'll, we'll snag it back and chat it out on Twitter and get people's thoughts. The next one um, at the Joe Holger show. A uh, lot of good threads uh, coming out of this, uh, this handle. Um, if it's not one of these four players, which running back do you think leads the NFL in receiving touchdowns? You got C Mac, Eckler, Aaron Jones, and Kamara. It's not one of those four. Who is it? Let's have a name, Tony. Oh, don't know. Um, I jump in. I'll say Dalvin Cook. I'll say Dalvin okay, Cook. You go. Oh, cool. Yeah, Dalvin Cook. Uh, Aaron Jones. Uh, out of those four, I'd probably put Eckler as the favourite. To lead league receiving, which might be a hard thing to see, Mac. But I think I just trust Herbert, and I've seen it last year. Eckler was incredible catching. He looked down at him quite a lot, and don't know what Big is going to do. But so he would be my first choice out of that group. Um, yeah, Aaron Jones would have been there if he wasn't on there. But Dalvin Cook, they said he was he was being used out wide a lot in pre in, in over the summer. That, I like the sound of that. Yeah, he'd be next up on the list. Nice, well, yeah. I mean, the the four you've mentioned probably odds on favorite. Nothing. It's difficult to look past any of those. But I would probably say if there's anyone else, maybe DeAndre Swift. But it just depends on how good the Lions are. I think he's going to get you know peppered with the receiving work. But it's just how many touchdowns does he score from from that? But I can't think of that many other others who are going to have the you know Barkley maybe. But the Giants look awful. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with uh, Swift. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. The, the good answers because the, the both of those players are going to be down on, on third down. So, you know, you're looking at, you can't say someone like Chubb in this in this instance, or even, I mean, Najee Harris probably would be in the conversation. Anyone who's on the field on third down yeah. is more Henry, likely going to. Taylor, yeah. none of those, none of those, no. even though they're top picks, you wouldn't fancy exactly. them receiving time. 
Okay, nice one. Good answers. Thank you very much, gents. And that's it for another episode of Play Action Pass. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you like this episode, please do follow us on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at underscore playactionpass and our website playactionpass.co.uk. We're always releasing uh, new video content uh, and tons of new content. So check out the feed, check out the website. Uh, and we're actively trying to improve all of our content. So please do play us on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, anything we can do to improve, anything you like, what you want to see more of, all of your questions, uh, and we'll answer those on the show, or we'll answer them on feed, depending on their agency. Um, to reach out to us individually, find Tony at LightType7, Rob at TeamBest10, and me at MattMayFF on Twitter. Like I said, send us your questions, we'll answer them on the next episode, or if it's super urgent, we'll get back to you on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening, and support the show. Bye.